Blog Talk Radio. Okay, we are now streaming everywhere. Praise God and welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries.com. My name is Apostle Lemon Overton. It is an honor to be here. We had a lot of emails and people want to get back to 2 o'clock services. That's where we started off 17 years ago. And we're back having Sabbath services. Amen. We want to share some things to you. Um, we don't really do this that often, but there's a time and place for everything. And we want to give the glory to the Lord. Since Blog Talk Radio Station that we have here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio, for the past 17 years, we we have ministered over 164,295 people. In the United States, we have a 41% listening audience in Blog Talk Radio, area code 646-378-1857. You can come into the room, and you can talk with me live after I get through teaching. In South Africa, we have 25.64% listening audience. In Norway, we have 17%. In Israel, we have 2.5%. And in Canada, we have 1.66% that's listening to us at Blog Talk Radio. Our Facebook video streaming and our Facebook video period, we have 34.70% men listening and the women 65.30. The women was with Jesus when he resurrected. It was them, not the man. God shows no male or female in the spirit. We're one in Christ Jesus. In Facebook locations, I want to thank the nations of Jamaica that's listening to us, United States, Canada, United Kingdom, South Africa, Australia, Nigeria, Pakistan, Trinidad and Tobago, and Ghana that's listening to us right now. Let's get into the word. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with them. Holy Spirit, come right now. Forgive us for all of our sins, Lord, so we can stand in your presence with no sin on us. Your word says that we confess our fault, that you are just and able to forgive us for all unrighteousness. We take this time and opportunity to ask you to forgive us for all of our sins. <clears throat> Father, we thank you that you have forgiven us for our sins. We've forgiven ourselves, for there's not no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And Lord, we thank you for this word. We bind satanic forces that would block the hearer from hearing this word. In Jesus' name, use me, Lord, as your oracle to teach the untaught. In Jesus of Nazareth's name we pray, amen. Be not unequally yoked with the world. We had a series on that on part one and it got in there but we have a part two version that didn't get in there so we want to make sure that this get in there amen now when you have accepted jesus christ as your lord and savior that's just the beginning of your walk with the lord that's just the beginning I see churches, and when people get saved, if they're in a church, they accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. If they confess that Jesus is Lord, according to Romans 10, 9, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that Jesus is Lord, thou shalt be saved. You are saved. 
Yes, you are. You are really saved if you have confessed Jesus as your Lord. But here's the problem that I have noticed. And by me being on Internet, it's been an advantage so well. I never would think in my spirit that God would show me so much through this radio ministry. You know, when God called me to do this, I was thinking, well, I'm going to get a building and God moved me. I had people all in my house. They said, I didn't call you for that. I called you to do radio. And twice I did it, and it was successful, but God told me, push them to the radio. And because I get so many calls all over the world, I see that people have a lost form of salvation. People just can confess with their heart, and after they confess with their heart, my God, it's according to what church they're at, it's according to what type of doctrine they're going to be getting, are they being nourished? Are they being fed the unadulterated word of God? Are they pumping into them uh, their doctrine at their church? Because there's churches that have certain doctrines that's contrary against the Bible. The Baptist church, for example, they don't believe in speaking in tongues. They say tongues have ceased. That is not true. Tongues will cease until Christ come back and rule the earth. But tongues is still appropriate because in 1 Corinthians 14, 22, it says that tongues is a sign for the unbeliever. So there's a lot of uh, brothers and sisters who are saved don't realize that they have to nourish and grow and come out of the world. When we have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, we can't blend in with the world. It's impossible. Let me show you why it's impossible. We can't blend in with the world. With this hanging over our heads, it is impossible to even imagine that you can be successful in the world. Because of Jeremiah 1.5 says, and Jeremiah 1.4, it says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before... I form thee in the belly, I knew thee. So God already knew he had a calling for you in your life, even before you was in your mother's womb. Please listen to me, because there are Christians that's really not Christians. They're so worldly. The only thing they have is to confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. There's no change of lifestyle. There's no awakening to the word of God. It won't work because the Lord says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctify thee and I ordain thee a prophet unto the nations. Jeremiah was called by God to be a prophet to the southern kingdom of Judah his ministry spanned its last 40 years, including days immediately before the destruction of Jerusalem and the carrying away of God's people to Babylon in 267 to 586 B.C. He ministered during the reigns of Joshua and Jehazabam and Jerkesiam and Jerkesiam and Zadikian during the time the nations was rebelling against God and relying on political alliance to gain deliverance from his enemies. Jerusalem urged the people to repent, and also Jeremiah urged the people to repent of their sins and warned them that they would be indeed suffering punishment 
for rejecting God and his law because his message had his devotion to the Lord. Jeremiah experienced much opposition and suffering. He was called to do that. But you are called to do something. And if you are called out of the womb, he has sanctified you. And then what you do is go and try to be part of the world while you have been sanctified, set apart from the world. And does it open up a door of demons? It opens up a serious door of demonic spirits. Now, I would like you to go to John chapter 15. In the book of John, chapter 15, this gives an illustration of you and the Lord walking your walk with him in the word, fellowshipping with him in the word, and allowing his word to transform you. But if you don't have any fellowship in in, in praying or any fellowship in reading the word, you don't really know any rules to change, and you won't change, and you'll be stagnated. And there are a lot of Christians that confess that Jesus is the Son of God, but not possess it daily through the Word of God, and therefore they become worldly and not even know it. The assumption you say, well, I was saved since I was a little child. When I hear that, that's not salvation. Just because you're little, what you mean you were saved since you were a little child? Jesus says in uh, the Apostle John says in 1 John 5, 21, my dear children, but since thyself away from idols, God calls us as children. And if we're children, we're not supposed to be in the world. Well, why is this so important that I'm saying this? Because in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, the Bible tells us that Satan is the God of this world. And God doesn't want us to be in the world. I'm going to be really real with you. There's a lot of Christians that compromise for their children. They compromise traditions. They know something is in the Bible. They still do it. And they say, oh, well, it's just the children. God told me to stop telling people, no, 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 it ain't just for the children. If it's a traditional way that is contrary to the scriptures, then we should obey it, but we don't. Let's just give you an example. We say that we're Christians, but yet we like the world. And God tells us to come out from among them. He tells us to come out from among them. He's trying to tell that to us in his word. But we want to be a part of them. I got one guy, he always say, everybody do it. He always loved to say everybody. That's a spiritual. Boy, I had to pray for this man. (laughs) Man, God, it's it's pitiful. It's pitiful when I hear him speak as if he needs so much deliverance. He swear he don't have no demons in him. He's full of them. Boy, have mercy, help these people. In 2 Corinthians 6, 17, it says, Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. God's eyes, people, ultimately are divided into two categories. Those who are in Christ and those who are not. Believers are instructed not to be partakers or to act 
and be like unsaved people in association with unbelievers. This including partnership in businesses, oaths. You can't be no capital and be a saved, born-again Christian. That's out. No, you know, noop is no brother. Your brother is doing the will of my father, which is in heaven. That, that family thing ain't, ain't what you think it is, and I'm going to show that to you in the Bible, that you can have a mother, brother, and sister, and they cannot be saved. And they're not part of the kingdom of God, even though they're physical mother and brother and sister. You're supposed to still respect them, love them, and pray for them. But you have to come out from under the traditions. God don't want us to be traditional, secret oath, dating unsaved people, marrying an unsaved person. So, oh, you're going to change the person when you get saved. Don't buy that trick. Let the devil believe that. Because them demons ain't going nowhere. If you meet them like that, they're going to probably stay like that unless they want to will to be delivered from evil spirits. And close friendships, I'm very cautious of who I have friendship with. I'm not everybody's friend because I, 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 I don't like being around certain people who care spirits. A Christian's association with unbelievers should be only such as is necessary for social or economic existence or to show unbelievers the way to salvation. The concept of separating from evil is fundamental to God's relationship with his people. According to the Bible, separation involves two dimensions, one negative, the other positive. Separating ourselves morally and spiritually from sin and from everything that is contrary to Jesus Christ and his word. Drawing near to God is a close and intimate fellowship through prayer, worship, the word, and love and service. Separation in this twofold sense results in relationship with God as our Heavenly Father who lives with us and our God lives in us and he in him. In the Old Testament, God people were called to be holy, different, and separating from all other people and to bring about God into his own. So God throughout the time has always separated his people from the world. What is the purpose of separating? It is that if we want God's people, he can preserve us in faith, teach us purity, give us godly love, fellowship and give us love that the world can't give, provide strength to the unbeliever, to the individual. The purpose of separating from the world is to gain trust with God's word and have the authority and power in Christ to prevail all an evil and all unrighteousness in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Our attitudes of separating is that we must want to be separated from the world. We shouldn't like the world because the world don't like you. The world would never like you. This is why God tells us to come out from among them and be ye separate, say the Lord. Now let's go to John chapter 15. In John 15, we're going to go to uh, John 15 verse 18. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. So here you are trying to be in the world with Christ who lives in you. And those demons that's in the world see that you got Christ in you. And you set yourself up for a lot of hurt. You set yourself up for a lot of pain. You set yourself up for attacks that you don't need to be uh, in attacks. The Lord is really I'm very, very sensitive demons and people. I've been doing this 
17 years, and I'm very, very particular who's around me. You have to use discernment. Everybody who says your friend is not your friend. And if you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. Friendship of the world is an enemy between you and God. That's in the Bible. Friendship of the world is an enemy between you and God. Friendship with the world is an enemy between you and God. That's in James chapter 4, verse 4 and verse 8, American Standard Version. You adulterers, know ye not that the friendship of the world is an enemy with God. Whosoever therefore be a friend of the world, making himself an enemy of God. You are an enemy of God if you love the world. You are an enemy of God if you love the world. You should not be an enemy of God. You should be a friend of God. Now, if the Lord tells us this, then why are we still wanting to love the world? In John fifteen eighteen, if the world hates you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. It's going to spit you back out because you're not called to be in it. This is why a lot of people are so miserable as Christians, because they are still connected to the world, thinking that they have this form of salvation, which if they're not being rejuvenated by the Holy Ghost, if there's no fellowship with reading the word, if there's no fasting, there's no intercession with groanings, the sons of God are led by his spirit, the Lord will tell you, how to come out of the world little bit by little bit for me. Don't come calling me telling me Happy Easter. I don't care who you are. Don't call me with that. That's the world. I, I reject that. It's Happy Resurrected. Jesus is the easy resurrection. So don't come with me with that. Don't come with me with Happy Thanksgiving because that's a lie. Don't come with me with that. There was no... African ancestors uh, eating with the American Indians and the Europeans that came and was on slave ships. No, don't come with me with the, the uh, Halloween, all Halloween. You got Christians, that's worldly, participating in these things. Don't come with me about Easter. Come with me about the, rev- the, the resurrection of Jesus. Please don't come with me about putting no Christmas tree in your, in your house. That's of the world. Did you know that the Bible speaks of that, that that's a violation? See, these are wor- these are things that you have to detach yourself from. Well, everybody do it. This brother always had, when he called me, when I'm ministering to him, he says, everybody. And when he says that, I guess he thinks the Holy Spirit in me is going to agree to that. No. When God called Lot out of Solomon and Gomorrah, he spared him. God called Abraham, told Abraham's wife not to look back. I mean, uh, Lot's wife not to look back. And she returned to pill of salt. God calls us. He doesn't call us to stay in the world. He doesn't call us to enjoy the pleasures of the world. That is not your calling. That is a waste of time in your life. I notice I see people travel, people fly, people go to football games. They got everything to do. You know, the Lord told me that's not living. True living is serving the Lord God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. 
true living is to live his word and let your life be hidden in him, Colossians 3.3, 3, where you will definitely have success in everything you do, Psalm chapter 1. God doesn't like the world. The world will reject you. It will hate you. Jesus just says this. So why is it that people love the world so much? If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. Remember the word that I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. So they persecuted Christ. Now Christ is in you and you like the world. Well, you may have need to get deliverance from idols. Christmas tree is an idol. That's right. Why are you born again, spirit-filled Christians, believing in a worldly object that's denounced by God in his Bible? I said denounced by God in his Bible. In Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 1, it says, Hear ye the word which the Lord spoken unto you, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, neither be dismayed at the heathens, at the signs of the heathens. For the heathens are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain. The customs of the people. See, any time that you're in the world, you're doing what everybody else do. Everybody. I don't want to do what everybody do. If everybody's uh, going to go to hell, you're going to go to hell with them too? You have Christ in you. Jesus just told you in the word, the word that if they hate me, they're going to hate you. And here you're still trying to be connected to something that you're not part of. You ain't meant to be. This is why I wasn't successful in a lot of things in my life until I got called to the ministry. I tried to, yeah, I sold drugs and a little money here and there, but it wasn't really successful. If it was, I would let my house be paid off, you see. And I was called to do this. and call, I'm, I'm not called to do that. I'm called to teach the gospel of Christ. I found that out at a later age. And I will teach the gospel because this is my calling. We're not called to love the world. We're not called to be putting Christmas trees in your house. It's wrong. Jeremiah 10.3, for the customs of the people are vain, for one cutted a tree out of the forest, the work of their hands, the workmen with an axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. That's not God. That's tradition of man. God says that's the custom of the people. That's not of the world. That's of the world. Anytime you see customs of the people, look at Jeremiah 10.3, customs of of the people. Now hold on to Jeremiah 10.3 and go to Mark. I'm going to show you the same thing. In the book of Mark, it's the same thing. The, the word repeats itself. Let's go to Mark 7. And in 7.6. And he answered and said to him, Well, have desire prophesied, you hypocrites, for it is written, This people honored me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. How be it in vain do they worship me? the teachings, the doctrines, the commandments of men. See, that's of the world. Anytime man that does it, Satan does the things of man. Matthew sixteen twenty three. That's of the world. Commandments. Laying aside the commandments of God. So you don't want that. That's the world don't want the commandments of God. But yet you want to be of the world, and then you want to be with Jesus too. Now, 
I'm going to show you what that is. That's schizophrenia. And there are a lot of Christians that have schizophrenia. How being in vain do they worship me, the teachings, the doctrines, the commandments of men? For laying aside the commandments of men, ye hold the traditions of men. You lay aside the commandments of God, but you hold the traditions of men with the washing of pots and cups. So you like that's worldly. Ain't no, ain't no way that you as a Christian should be knocking on a door when somebody talking about trick-or-treating and you giving them a treat. And you're a born-again, spirit-filled Christian, you shouldn't even be doing that. What are you doing going to Beyonce concert? You're born again Christian. Ain't nothing wrong with Beyonce. Beyonce music don't lift up the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Beyonce ain't thinking about Jesus of Nazareth. If she would, she'd be, she'd be teaching the word. She ain't teaching no word. And y'all mix yourself with light and day. Light and dark don't mix. God doesn't want you doing that. God wants you to come out of that stuff. Be obedient to the Lord. Stop loving the world. Ain't nothing in the world. If you if it was in it, why you came to Jesus? A lot of Christians even thank God that Shannon Davis called and repented. I guess he said he's out of politics now. It took me one guy seven years to get him to wake up. Seven years, and now he's so spiritual. He even knows the demons in him. He don't know what's in him. For seven years, any time you be stubborn and resist the Lord for seven years, that's you got to pay that back. A lot of you are suffering because you, you have to pay back your sin, you see. And, and the more you're in the world, the more you got to pay that back. Well, so man, so it, that's your weep. So you're really wasting a lot of your time being in the world, loving the world. And God doesn't like that. In Titus 1.16, it says, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny him being abominable and disobedient and to every good work reprobate. There's a lot of Christians that's like this. I tell a person, Lord, tell me, tell them to fast, that they won't fast. They're going to fast when they want to fast. Then they're going to come to me and ask me to do a deliverance. I'm not going to do no deliverance if you don't obey what the Lord told me to tell you to do. Go somewhere else. See, a lot of you Christians, the Lord is telling me, a lot of y'all are very stubborn. Okay? And this is why you're not really going nowhere spiritually because you're stubborn. You won't change. You've got a stiff-neck heart, Acts 7.51. The Holy Spirit told me a lot of you have stiff-neck hearts. Second Chronicles 30, verse 8, I have to read these scriptures to you. I have to read these scriptures to you. Second Chronicles 30, verse 8. And this is why you're stubborn, and, and it's hard for you to really submit to the Word of God because you're stubborn. I had a person going to tell me when they wanted, well, I'm about ready for the deliverance now. You you counseling? The Bible said take you no script. Take no thought what you're going to say or how that you're going to say it. Luke 12, 11. And he, he, he waiting on the demons to come out. And the Lord told me he ain't ready to get no demons out of him. He can't even obey me to fast. He has to obey me. The Lord told me to tell him for three days fast. I did it for three years. Every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. See, when you obey God, God sends you a message and sends somebody to obey. You don't want to obey them. And then you want to fast. And you want to fast. Now I'm ready to get deliverance, Jesus. And you're going to let these demons come out of me. And he, and the devil got to even think the person who needs to get deliverance to try to tell the deliverance minister what to do. He ain't going to do that. Him or she don't know about do that here. Because no, I don't let the spirit of control control me. These are worldly spirits that dwell in Christians. This is why God doesn't want us to be in the world. And what happens is because you have these spirits in you, 
you become very resistant to the Holy Ghost. Now, Second uh, Chronicles chapter uh, 30, verse 8. Now, be ye not stiff-necked as your fathers were. See, some of you got this in the world from your worldly bloodline. The sins of the father are pressed down from generation to generation. A curse is not come without a cause, Proverbs 26.2. You have a curse on you, and you're trying to be a Christian, but yet you're in the world. Most Christians, uh, it, this is worldly, the Republican slate warping party. Uh, there are a lot of Trumpers was very deceived by that demon. And and they want to come. Now they've been forgiven. They, they like it ain't never happened. You have to pay. You're going to pay for that seven years of rebelling against God. And see, it, and if y'all don't pay for it, you're going to pay for it either when you die or go ahead on and get it out the way now. So, what is the purpose of why you being in the world? Because you like the things of the world. You really don't want to surrender to God. So you re- try to resist God and you make your life very miserable because you're going to go back around again in this trial until you get it right with the Lord. I know a person been making the same mistake for 18 years. I'm not here to judge this person. 18. I don't saw people 22 years. Still ain't changed. It's up to you. You got to break that follow ground and get out the world and hate the world and stop being stiff-necked. And if you're stiff-necked, it's going to be very hard for you to absorb this teaching because you're going to resist the Antichrist spirit. Come on out, Antichrist spirit, to making them love the world. Come out in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Come out. Come out right now, Antichrist spirit. Come out by the blood of Jesus. Come out, Antichrist spirit. Come out now in the name of Jesus Christ. Loose them. Spirit of error, 1 John 4, 6. Loose them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Come out, spirit of error. God doesn't want you in the world. God doesn't want you in that world at all. Now, I'm going to show you something. Because we also have to come out of even some of our physical family members. I hate to say that. Now, I love my brother and sister, you know. Uh, I, the devil came in my brother and told him, he said, you think you better than me? Because I, all I said was I don't recognize Easter, resurrection. And they, uh, Peter, your mama taught me, I'm standing on the word of God. I'm not standing on that. What are you going to do? Do you know the true family? True family. Jesus' true family. Read Matthew 12, 46 and, and, through, uh, 12, 46 and 47. Behold, his mother and father, his mother and brethren stood without desire to speak to you to him. They was mad at Jesus. And Jesus said, who is my brother, mother, and sister? The Bible says he stretched forth his hands toward his disciples and says, for whosoever should do the will of my father is the same my mother and brother and sister. Now, there are some Christians right now that you have, there's a delta that's listening to me. You need to leave this sorrow sister stuff alone and re- renounce that because that's that's not God. You are a uh, there's an AKA you run around talking about sorrow. You born again and say you got the Holy Spirit. You have to leave them sisters alone because they they not sealed by Christ unless they're born again and saved. See when you lock yourself in Freemasonry, when you get involved with these uh, organizations, you're dealing with people who may not even born and saved. Now, the Bible says in Amos 3.3, 3, how can two come together unless you agree? 
So if you agree together with that doctrine, and if it's, con- it's constitutionally against the word of God and its kingdoms of his word from Genesis to Revelation, we have a problem. That's idolatry. And a lot of Christians are involved themselves with these idolatries, Eastern stars, uh, you know, silent lambs, and all these secret organizations, uh, Masons. That's contrary to Scripture. That's of the world, uh, brothers and sisters. Ain't, ain't no Masons in heaven. They have to renounce that. They don't send that doctrine. Those are doctrine of devils that's made by man, 1 Timothy 4.1. The Bible says in Matthew 8, 22, that the dead bury the dead. See, when a person's not saved, they are dead in the eyesight of God. This is why God tells you to come out from among them and be ye separate, say the Lord, and touch not that unclean thing. In 2 Corinthians five seventeen, the word says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Pass away, behold, all things becometh new. I've never seen a Christian at that level since I've been in this ministry. Also, in Romans one twenty five, who changed the truth of God unto a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. When a Christian is involved himself in the world, and the Bible says that God separated you, Jeremiah said that in his Bible, that I have separated you from your mothers, from your womb, Jeremiah 1, 5, 6, 7, and 8. If he separated you and you are in the world, you are being in fellowship with the creature who is not the creator, and you can't serve two gods. You're going to have to serve one or hate the other. And a lot of Christians get themselves involved in this, and they think it's okay. No, it's not okay. It is not okay for you to be a Kappa and be a Christian. You can't be a Kappa, Alpha, Sour Christian. You've got to denounce, denounce it. The burning sands and all this, these shaking hands and all these oaths that don't even deal with the with with the kingdom of God. Can't do that. You got to renounce that stuff. We have to renounce all of it. See, your life is really hidden in Christ. In Colossians three three, and if it's hid with his mysteries, how can you who are born again and believe that Jesus is the Son of God allow demons to come into your life? by accepting the things of the world. You can't do that. Even Christ himself says we have to cleanse ourselves from the filthiness of the flesh and spirit. And the flesh is part of the world, 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Now, there are people that you need to really stay away from if you call yourself born again and saved. That's right. You have to separate yourself. Now, I'm going to give you some scriptures and hope that this will be a blessing to you to show you if you see that this will help you, then use this. Because I'm not dealing with people who have these types of spirits. I don't want them around me. It's in the Bible. I'm not here to judge nobody. If the Bible say do it, then I need to do what I got to do. Sometimes we as Christians, we fellowship with the wrong people. We we seek uh, fellowship. And sometimes we'll go places that we don't even supposed to be going. One guy called me and said, man, I don't know how I got in here. And the brother just got through praying with me. I said, what are you doing in the, in the, in the nightclub, man? But I ain't had nothing to do. Now, the spirits and drew him back to the world because that's all he know. When the plantations and slavery was over with, the slaves, they went back to the master. 
they didn't know nothing else until they had to formulate, hey, that's the wrong thing to do. And that's the same thing happens to us as we as Christians if we're not in the word of God. We will gravitate and vacillate in things that is not biblical for us to do, thinking that we just fellowship, but yet we are actually in sin. So be careful with who you fellowship. Let's look at some scriptures, because the Lord doesn't want us to be in the world. Amen? And I'm not here to judge nobody. I'm just here to support the scriptures. This is what the scripture says. In 2 Timothy 3.5, it says, Have a form of godliness, but denying the power, therefore, from such turn away. That means that you have a pastor who denies the power of casting out demons. He denies that. He denies speaking in tongues. You ain't supposed to have nothing to do with him, because that's contrary to the word of God. Leave him alone. People that you're not supposed to eat with, regardless of physical family or friends or others, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11, it says, But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, that's having sex outside of marriage, or covetous, or an idolater, or a rattler, or a drunkener, or an extortioner, will such a one know not to eat? But you don't ask. You don't care. You don't have discernment. If the Holy Spirit tells you this person is having this problem, pray for him. Don't eat with him. You ain't got to tell him what the Holy Spirit just told me. He ain't going to understand. The Lord gave that for you to pray for that person. So we're not here to say that we're better than everybody else. We're going to just brush them off and stay around them. There's a process of salvation when you come to a maturity as God cleans us up, grow us, and get the newborn milk and sincere desire of the word and being taught properly. As you grow, you'll understand that this brings development as a Christian when we keep ourselves away from the world and such characters that the Bible here explains to us. There's a purpose for that. Because when we obey his commandments, we get blessed. We get blessed. People who are not supposed to come into your house, regardless of whether they are family, friends, or acquaintance. Second John chapter 1, 9 and 10, Whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrines of Christ, have not God. He that abided in the doctrine of Christ, he had the Father and the Son. If there come unto you any that bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house. So if they're not believing in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, if they're not believe that Jesus is the Son of God, if they don't believe that tongues is real, you ain't, don't bring them in your house. They ain't got to come into your house. You got a right. That's what the word says. Also, it says in Ephesians 5.11, have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. Now, if you are a Christian and you're a baby, you may not know what is the definition of unfruitful works of darkness. It's the world. It's the lust, the things of the world, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, 1 John two fifteen. All these things is of the world. And this is why God wants to pull us out because he doesn't want us to come under attack. This is why God tells us to stay away from these type of people because he doesn't want a soul tie or a transfer of spirit to you. Withdraw thyself from people who are not abiding by his word, First Timothy 6, 5. 
perverse, disputers of men of corrupt minds, destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. From such, withdraw thyself. Leave them alone. Stay away from them. In Romans 16, 17, it is indicated that these are the type of people we should avoid to stay out of the world. And I now beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offense contrary to the doctrines which ye have learned and avoid them. Arguments. And a lot of you Christians was in the world, a lot of Christians are coming back to Christ who was Trumpisms. They got under that demon of Donald J. Trump, and they believe everything this liar said. A liar, 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 a liar. No Christian should associate itself with the world or world politicians or people. God does not require us to do that. That is not scriptural for us to even deal with. Now, the Bible says, as far as me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord, Joshua 24:15. I don't really let everybody just come up in my house because <laughs> I don't know you. You ain't coming up in here. That's just me. But you have to avoid uh, people with these types of demons. God doesn't want you to get inspired with that. Now, before we close, a lot of Christians who cannot come out of the world, another problem is because they're schizophrenia. You waver a lot in your uh, walk with the Lord. You'll serve God this week, and you're back in the world next week. You're wavering. You're going backwards and forwards. You're going backwards. There's no stability there. And that takes a lot of grace for a person to recognize that. I was induced with this for many years of my life. And I tell you, there's a scripture that you can have that will prepare you to make up for that. Make up all your disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled, Romans chapter 10, verse 6. But most Christians who are in and out of the world, some of them, not all of them, do waver. They don't have, there's no stability in your life. And if you have that wavering spirit, man, it's going to really make you miss your blessing. And God doesn't want any of you to uh, miss your blessing. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 6, it says, But let him ask in faith, not wavering. See, when you're in the world, you're backwards and forth. You're in the world, now you're not in the world. You're back at church on Sundays, next Saturday you're in the club. That's wavering. You're in and you're out. That's instability in your uh, walk with God. That can be a curse about keeping you from the world. Don't forget, it could be generational. A curse does not come without a cause. You have to a curse has to have a cause for it to come in a person's life. Lamentations, uh, Lamentations five seven. Our fathers have sinned. You bear their iniquity. So it could be generational. You have to break that. And a lot of people come to Christ. They don't have a clue of breaking curses. They don't have a clue of renouncing certain things that uh, that they have involved themselves in. Now that you heard the truth, that you don't need to be no Omega Sapphire, and if you don't do it, you don't change. I warned the wicked, Ezekiel three seventeen. Some of you want to still be these frat brothers to be your brother and sister. They don't even accept Christ, but yet you want to be in union with them. Light and dark does not matter. Uh, doesn't match, uh, brothers and sisters. So if you waver, that is another uh, problem that will cause a person to not be stable and to go back and forth in the world. Also, uh, let's go to being double-minded. 
this will get you to go back to the full in the world. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He's un- there's no stability. There's no consistent with his walk. He'll be with the Lord on a Sunday, which is the wrong day. And then he'll be back in the nightclub on Saturday, which is the Sabbath. He's supposed to be resting, but he's in the nightclub Saturday night. Friday night, he's in the nightclub. Then he gets over his hang- hangover for Saturday. And Sunday, he gets feel better, and I put his suit on to go praise the Lord. He brings his tithes and offerings to ask God to forgive him, and he does the same thing over and over, and this thing keeps going over and over and over, because what is it? It's double-minded. Amen? Now, I want to explain this to you, because there are a lot of Christians who are worldly deal with double-minded. And the Bible says in James 4, 8, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify ye hearts, ye double-minded. See, you got two personalities. That one personality is of the Lord. That other one is demonic. That was made through rejection, through blood, bloodline sins. And here you are with the same thing, saying, well, why am I having problems uh, coming out the world? Double-minded. You have two personalities. One of your personalities, one week is there. The next week is back with the word of God. And I see this a lot in Christians everywhere. And I had this problem. And I didn't even know that I had the problem. Sister Durden gave me the revelation. And believe me, I went at it with some deliverance. Okay, so we do wavering. We have double-minded. And you have a double heart, Psalms 12, too. Where your treasures are, there shall your heart be also. That's what the Bible says. Where your treasures are, there shall your heart be. Double heart. Where your treasures are, there shall your heart be. That's right. Where your treasures are, there shall your heart be. Luke twelve thirty four. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The heart ourselves and the very source of our lives, the treasures. Represent whatsoever his most value and gives us sincerity to both God and the Father. But if our hearts is wrong, and if it's perverted, it will cause us to serve sin. That is a double heart person. Double heart, double mind, and a double tongue person. Now this person here, oh my God, it's like a fork term. A fork term. It's a spirit. What does this spirit do? It Deliberately says one thing and means another, or to hip, hip, hypocritical or act in a duplication a different manner in a different moment. That's schizophrenia. And a lot of Christians suffer from that. Lies, lying tongue, anything that does not bring the truth, distorts the truth. Even when it's lied to to a man, it's a sin against God. And some of us, we are so worldly that we act like the world, even though that we are not called to be with the world. We are already called to be with Christ, but we choose sin. That's double-minded. Brothers and sisters, that need not not to be. If you are finding yourself like this, you really need to get some help because we who are born again and saved are, are called by the counted seed. 
to serve Christ, not to be double-minded. In Romans 9, 8, that is, that which are the children are not of the flesh. These are not the children of God, but the children of the promise accounted for the seed of Christ in us. In Matthew thirteen thirty-eight, the field is the world. The good seeds are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. You don't want to be like that. You can't be in the world, love the world, and then you're going to be with Christ. Now you're going to get spit out. Revelation 3.15, you can't do that. You've got to stay in the one kingdom. Matthew 12.26 and 12.28 speaks of two kingdoms. And if you're in the world one day and the next day, what about if you die in that sin? You can't repent and come back to the other kingdom. In Revelation 3.15, it says, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spit thee out of my mouth. You can't be like that with the Lord. So really be cautious of you being comfortable like in the world. Because you ain't gonna, it, it ain't going to work with you. Amen? God gave over his kingdom to his son Jesus so that we can inherit it, not be in the world. Again, God gave over his son. He gave his son his kingdom. God gave over his kingdom to his son Jesus. And that's for us, for everlasting life, not for the world. So, brothers and sisters, why are you in the world? You ain't supposed to be in the world. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated unto us the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus, John eighteen thirty six. The kingdom of Satan consists of Satan, demons, and all people who live in sin and rebellion against God. John eight forty four, Ephesians two two, the children that lives in disobedience is in the atmosphere, it's a spirit. And it wants you to be in the world. This spirit wants you to be in the world. This spirit wants you to like worldly things. I have no family members here in Atlanta, Georgia, that I can count on. I'm constantly here by myself. I don't, I'm not lonely. I'm never lonely. Ain't nothing out here. I'm not going to go in here go out there. There's nothing out there, out there for me. Because I see the world as an enemy. Friendship with the world is an enemy between God. You don't want that, brothers and sisters. Amen. Satan is the God of this world, 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Jesus Christ will take back the world in Revelation 11.15. God has ownership of the earth, Psalms chapter 24, verse 1. God's kingdom consists of God, his son, the Holy Spirit, angels, people who live in a loving submission to him. Every person alive is a resident of one of these kingdoms. You cannot be in one and then be in the other. We entered the wicked kingdom through birth. We was born in that kingdom, Psalms 51.5. In the nicotine, we was born in sin. But because of Jesus, and he's called us out of it, we should not want it. What is making you want the world so much that you'll lose the values of the word of God and his benefits to prevent you from getting what God wants you to have? Behold, I was sharpened in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. We was born in this we want to be called children of God, not children of Satan. In First Thessalonians 5.5, 5, it says, Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. 
we are not of the night nor of darkness. The world is dark. The world can't help you. The politicians can't help you. Donald Trump can't help you. Barack Obama can't help you. Joseph S. Biden can't help you. John F. Kennedy can't help you. Leroy Stanford can't help you. Creflo Dollar can't help you. T.T. Jakes can't help you. Dr. E.R. Muggenbright can't help you. Joe Osteen can't help you. Uh, Leroy Thompson definitely can't help you. Kenneth Hagin can't help you. But the Word of God can help you get out the Word. You got to want to not want to be in the world. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, it says, For ye were yet sometimes darkened, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. The minute we don't follow that, we're back in the world. The two kingdoms, Matthew 12, 26 and 12, 28. When you sin, that's, a, that's, that's not of God. God forgives you and brings you back into fellowship. 1 John 2.12, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven. You, for his name's sake. Now, everybody don't have that opportunity, but here you do. You have the opportunity. And yet some Christians still want to be in the world. Matthew 13.38, the field of the world, the good seed of the children of the kingdom, but the tares of the children of the wicked one. That's Satan. You don't want to be people like that. Donald Trump ain't no born-again Christian. That's a gangster. That's a gangster that don't even want to change. I've been I told people that for many years and born again spirit filled Christians was deceived. And you know what? When you're in the politics, you're in the world. You're not gonna be in the world to the Lord. God doesn't like nothing in the world. Give it up, brothers and sisters. Please give it up. Give the world up. Stop mixing. How can two walk, walk come together that they walk as what one toward God word? Amos three three. 1 John 4, 4, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So you got Christ in you that's more greater, but yet you want to go back to that. What is attracting you to love the world? What is it? 1 John 4, 5, they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. 1 John 4, 6, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Thereby, we are of the spirit of the truth and the spirit of error. You don't want that. God doesn't want you to, to love the world. Love not the world. These are the things that are in the world. For the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but it's of the world. You cannot love the world and love God at the same time. It's not going to work. You have to spit one of them out. Know ye not that he which is joined to a heart is one body? For two says he shall be one flesh, 1 Corinthians 6.16. You are a born-again, spirit-filled woman. You go out on a date with a man. You commit a sexual sin. You made a mistake, and you committed. It ain't the end of the world. Just ask the Lord to forgive you. It ain't the end of the world. You know, I, I, I get so tired of people bashing people with sexual sin. Sin is sin, man. I'm just using this as, as an example. I can say eating. You can overeat and ask the Lord to forgive you. But you got to break union with that food. You have to break union with things that's of the world in order for God to completely restore you. It is not God that can't bless. It is you that loves the world, said the Lord. 
Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid, 1 Corinthians 6.16. We ain't supposed to be like that. The person in the world has no understanding of the natural, the supernatural world. The person of the world are carnal. They have no understanding of the revelation knowledge of Christ. They have no understanding of a personal relationship with God. The natural or unspiritual man woman in 1 Corinthians 2.14 says that the natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God, but they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Here we are. God has called us out the world put us and given us Jesus who lives in us, greater than he that lives in me, than he that is in the world, and you want to reject that and go and run after idols. No, brothers and sisters, you have something very precious. Identify the unregenerated person or governs by means of a natural instinct. In Second Peter 2.12, but these are natural brute beasts. Men to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. So if you're in the world, you're going to perish with the world. The world's going to be destroyed. There's nothing in here. Satan even told Jesus, oh, my God, if you bow down and worship me, I give you all the kingdoms of the world. Is that worth it, brothers and sisters? Hmm. Does not you have the Holy Ghost in you? Do you use the benefits of Christ by studying the word to ask the Lord to mold you out of the world? Let you have a hate toward the world. Hate that which is evil. Psalm 97, 10. Satan's dominion in Acts 26, 8, opened their eyes to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me and is enslaved to the body of passion through Jesus Christ. That's what we have living in us. Greater than he that is in me than he that is in the world. We have that living in us. And some of you, some of you are dealing with some serious schizophrenia. There's a quiet, mild, and full-blown areas of schizophrenia. And some of you are suffering from this, and it's bringing you in and out of the world, in and out of the world. I don't know who this is for, but I'm going to do this. Schizophrenia is the disturbance of the soul and the person's personality. Stability of a personality gives signs of demonic oppression in another person's body. Amen. Schizophrenia is a disturbance and deregulation of the development of the human personality. Demons must come out because Jesus is in you. If you are schizophrenic, you tell them demons to come out of me in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I don't want to be double-minded. I don't want to be a double-tongued because that opens up the door for you. Let the personality of Christ overshadow the demonic personality. If you are, are a schizophrenic, let the personality of Christ, okay, terminate the soulish demonic personality of that demon in you. Get it out of you. Because if you are double-minded, you're going to be with the Lord one day, and then you're not going to be with the Lord one day. If you're, if you're wavering, you'll be wavering and you're going in and out. You have to be consistent. Amen? You have to be consistent. 
Rejection in the womb of the mother brings two personalities. The mindset of the personality has been un, un, unstable. The mind of the personality of this person is likely to change suddenly, especially when it creates difficulties or dangers to him. So a person can inherit this through the mother and father, through rejection that can open up that door. And then you get saved and you don't know why you love the world. You don't know why, Lord, I, I'm speaking in something. Did you break the curse of the world? Off the bloodline of your mother and father. Break that curse. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, cursed is he who hanging on a tree. Christ became a curse that we may inherit the blessings of Abraham. I break all curses in the name of Jesus off my family. I break all curses on me in the name of Jesus of loving the world. I break every curse in my life of me compromising your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've done that, you're going to be all right. God don't want us to love the world. God don't want us to have a double heart. God don't want us to have two-way system. God wants a one-way system for you. God loves you. Only the Lord can restore the wholeness of a person who has schizophrenia. Only the Lord Jesus. Only the Lord Jesus can bring about the network of demon spirits that causes Schizophrenia. Only the Lord Jesus can reduce that and deliver you. Call on the Lord. Don't call on no deliverance minister. Call on the name of Jesus right now to get yourself free from schizophrenia. If you've been in the world, personality, neither which is the real self, these demons are tightly interlocked. There's a nest of demon spirits that make up schizophrenia, which is demonic. These spirits come into he or she life when we are young or when that spirit is passed down from one generation to another. And once that thing get in there, it's going to make you come up against the word in you. This is why people who have schizophrenia have problems with stability as a Christian. I've been there, but it can be done. Amen. So much of his or her personality is not the real self. He or she may be afraid to discover who that person is. And this is why the demon is trying to get you back in the world, trying to get you back in the world, trying to get you back in the world so you cannot have a fellowship with Christ. Now, you may not be schizophrenia before I close. It just may be you. But they still don't want you to serve Christ effectively. The demons don't want you serving the Lord effectively, even if you don't have schizophrenia. The demons want you to compromise the word. The demons want you to watch worldly TV all day. The demons want you to watch the news all day. The demons want you to watch I Dream of Genie, uh, uh, the hospital. I got to watch my hospital, these, these sitcoms and all this foolishness. There's nothing on TV but garbage. The demons would love for you to have a day basking in that than in God's word. So the choice is yours. Do you want to come out of the world? Do you really want to serve Christ to make a change? Ask the Lord to forgive you if you have backslid it and you've been in the world. God can forgive you. Come to the Lord. Say, Heavenly Father, I come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I ask that you forgive me for all my sins, known and unknown. I believe that Jesus died and rose on the third day. And seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for me on my behalf. Come into my life and forgive me for my sins, Lord. Make me a new person, Lord. Create in me, Lord, a new heart. I repent and I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I forgive myself. I hate the world, Lord. I renounce the world. I send it back to you. 
I rededicate myself to you. Teach me your word, Lord. Teach me your precepts, Lord. Let me make my fingers make war based on Psalms 141, 144, verse 1, to study your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This was a wonderful service. I thank God for all of the listening audience that's listening to me here at Live Deliverance Internet. It's a blessing to see so many people on. God bless all of you. Love you so much. I try to do the best I can to make this as simple as possible. Now, next week, you've got to come on because a lot of you can't hear the Lord. I want you to hear his voice. I don't want you to depend on me. I don't want you to depend on your pastor. I want you to hear the voice of God yourself. You can't hear the voice of God being stubborn. You can't hear the voice of God being rebellious. You can't. You have to humble yourself. You've got to fast, and you've got to stop using your thinking mind. You can't use your mind to hear the Lord. The Lord is a spirit, and you must worship him in spirit and truth. We have to have that teaching. That's a revelation that we had for many years. Now, we are having some tremendous challenges here at Live Deliverance in that radio. I have never asked and begged every week. You don't never see me do that. We have a need. Saints, we have a need. Amen. We have challenges with YouTube. We need more uh, funds to gather for our attorney for some other stuff. We're trying to get back on YouTube. They took me off YouTube because they said I violated the copyrights. I didn't. The ownership of YouTube is different than the ownership of YouTube in New Zealand. There is a Derek Prince Ministries in the United States with YouTube, and there's a Derek Prince Ministries in New Zealand with YouTube, different owners. That caused a problem with me. And we need more funds to support to get this lawyer. We need some funds. Please, in the holy name of Jesus, sow a seed. we got to get these funds for this lawyer. And uh, I have a prepaid lawyer service where I pay $44 a month, but this is exceeding that because there's some other stuff that he needs. And it's going to be backwards and forth with YouTube. And it's been a battle. I've been trying now. The YouTube that we own now, that's coming out of Finland. But I'm trying to get back on YouTube because I had a heavy audience. I was at about 1,443 people. We had a lot of people uh, listening worldwide. And it was tremendous in getting the gospel across the United States. And since we've been on Facebook, we lost a lot of our uh, listeners. But we will continue to stay on Facebook. We do need your help. Whatever you can sow, please sow a seed. You don't ever hear me ask unless there's a need. There is a need. I don't have to ask because I know that the Lord will move on someone's heart. When I say ask, I don't do this every Saturday. I just say sow a seed and keep going. But this is an urgent need because the, we need these finances uh, to 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 break through where we can get back on air uh, with YouTube. And uh, please sow a seed. I, I, I really pray that God will put that in your heart. You can go to www.livedeliverance.com. Go on the lower left-hand side of the icon on blog on on uh, on the radio station at www.livedeliverance.com the royal left hand side you'll see it where it says youtube not youtube i'm sorry where it says uh paypal 
I'm sorry. Um, I got three things shooting across the te- the counter as I'm teaching. Someone's texting me something. and Okay, go to www.livedeliverance.com. Go all the way down at the bottom where it says donate. It's on the lower left-hand corner on the side. We want to hear from you. And please, sow a seed uh, to keep us on air. Amen. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Shalom. We got some teaching coming all day today. Good stuff that we had two days ago that you probably haven't heard. Go back to Live Deliverance and please tell someone about www.livedeliverance.com. If you can do that, that's a big help. We want people to come to livedeliverance.com. We don't want to depend on other avenues such as these podcasts with live uh, with Facebook and uh, blog talk. That's good to have, but I like to have my own base, and I want people to make sure they come to www.livedeliverance.com. Again, we are needing funds for attorney fees to continue uh, getting us back on air on YouTube. We need your help. We're not a church. You know, we don't have a lot of people to give, but please, sow a seed. We, and God used so many people, so many same people to help me give. Let's reach out to other people who can show us seed. If you've ever been here for the first time, and this has been a good thing to you, it's been good teaching, solid, basic teaching. I'm not here to get a doctorate degree. I'm here to be simple, the simplicity of Christ. Please sow a seed for the first time. Whatever you sow, we will receive it. Amen. God bless you and shalom.